Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Thank you to our sponsor, Helix Managed WordPress Hosting, for both their sponsorship and hosting our site, WPCoffeeTalk.com. Now on to our episode. Welcome everybody to WP Coffee Talk. Uh, I love the fact that I get to do this um, and have a lot of fun talking to old friends. Chris and I have known each other for quite a while now here in the Rochester community. Um, and sometimes I'm talking to people I've never met before all over the world. Um, just last Saturday, Chris, I talked to four people in four different countries. The wow. U.S., I know, the U.S., Germany, Pakistan, and India. Bing, 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 bing. Four interviews in a row, and it was phenomenal. In English? It, thank goodness, yes, because I don't speak any of those other languages. <laughs> I can say maybe hello in one or two of them, but that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, that was... That could be a cool project moving forward is learning how to say hello in all those different languages. Well, you know, I should have thought of that before I launched this whole thing because that would be a good thing. Um, if I talk to somebody in French, I'm covered. Spanish, I think I know that one, so we're good. But anyway, so but this isn't about me. This is about you and introducing people to you. So this is my friend, Chris Clemens, and Chris is here in Rochester with me. And uh, so we've known each other, I want to say, at least six years now through the WordPress community. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, six, seven, somewhere in there. Something like that. Yeah, for sure. So why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell everybody what it is that you do, who you are. I am Chris Clemens, um, born and raised in Rochester. I run a blog slash website called Exploring Upstate. Uh, and that is essentially a chronicle of me discovering things in upstate New York that I find to be intriguing. So a lot of times that's history. A lot of times that's a destination like a tourist spot. Sometimes it might be food. Sometimes it just might be a, an interesting story that, uh, that I've discovered. It um, Basically anything qualifies as long as I find it interesting and it's in upstate New York. There you go. And you do have a full-time job other than your blog. I so. do, but the, the blog is like a full-time job. It just doesn't really pay, it doesn't pay like one, but it, 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 it uh, amasses to that many hours. My full-time like bill-paying job is that I'm the operations manager for the National Braille Association, uh, which is located here in Rochester. We've been around, um, that next year will be 75 years. Uh, we're a, a membership-based uh, educational organization that provides uh, continuing education, professional development support to Braille transcribers and teachers of the visually impaired. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, have you a little off topic here for just a second? Have you yeah. heard of the app Be My Eyes? Absolutely. Yeah, I, totally. I'm a volunteer on Be My Eyes, and oh, there's awesome. there's like four times as many volunteers as there are blind people signed up on the app. Which I is, didn't realize that was that was the ratio. I know that it's um I know that it's helped a whole bunch of people. Uh, and a, a lot of technology has helped. I, I guess for, we've already gone off topic. For people who don't realize, it's a, um, a mobile app where um, someone who is blind or has low vision can sign in and basically ask for uh, someone else who's sighted to be using the app to be their eyes. So if you've got a, uh, some sort of currency or a bill and you're not exactly sure what it was, you can bring this app up and the app has... Um, access to your camera and the person on the other end who might be Michelle uh, could say, Hey, that's a $20 bill. Right. And that's, that's funny that you bring that up. Cause that was the very first thing I ever did was help really? somebody sort their money. Yeah. Awesome. I, I've also read pill containers to people so they know which one was which I've helped sort mail for somebody. And then I had about a half an hour conversation recently with a man who I think was lonely. Cause all he wanted to do was make sure his microphone worked. 
<laughs> so, so but you don't get you don't get a ton of calls because like I said, there are so many more volunteers. So I was actually in the car one day and I got a call and I pulled over, put my blinkers on to answer it. Cause I was like, yes, I get to help somebody today. So that's fun. And you get to help people all the time because of your association with that organization, which is very cool. So, um, I just saw your mug. So show us again, show me your mug. Cause I always tell, ask everybody, show us your mug. You don't mean this mug. I mean, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> So your so, mug doesn't have a design on it. So tell us there's a story, though. You said it has a story. It doesn't. So uh, like I said, one of the things that I do with Exploring Upstate is I, I really love our history and all, our culture, our heritage in whatever geographical region that I've determined to be upstate. But um, so I will try to make the story short. But um, back in World War II, the Navy had all kinds of trouble with their... Um, eating ware, particularly their coffee mugs, uh, because when the ships would swell, the t uh, tables would uh, tip and things would slide off and they, they ended up having a lot of problems with things breaking. So they put out um, this bid and they said, hey, we need someone to make us a really durable um, like coffee mug and a bowl. And, uh, and this company, Victor Insulators, which is in Victor, New York in Ontario County, not too far from Rochester, uh, they said, hey, we're already using all these ceramic materials to make insulators for uh, like telephone poles and stuff like that. You'll see them around. Uh, so we could probably make something. So they came up with the classic American diner style coffee mug, but it, it didn't exist then. It was just really for the military. And because it worked so well, uh, then diners started using it, and diners really made it, um, I, I, I think, a strong part of American culture. It's sort of an icon now. Uh, but this is one of the originals. They don't make them anymore. They stopped in the 80s. Um, there's tons of knockoffs that you can still get now that look like this, but this is, uh, this is one of the originals. So. That's a piece of Americana right there. Totally, yeah. And what's uh, in your mug today? That's... Uh, Oh, what are the bowls? Of the bowls that they made. Those are a lot harder to find. So, uh, so yeah. So that's did you, my Did you unearth that one somewhere? Was it a gift? Did you find a way to buy it? Uh, I don't. So, uh, to be honest, I've probably got like 15 or 20. Um, <laughs> that, so, like, over time, like, I've really found, uh, whenever I find one, I snag it immediately. Gotcha. And they, they make for really good gifts for people. I've sold some on my website. Um, so I don't know where I got this exact one, um, but it, it was purchased somewhere. I, I have one that's not an original, of course, but I have a diner mug that somebody gifted to me once. They really keep your coffee hot for quite a while, too. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah the I mean, insulator name means something. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it's the same material that was used to, well, actually, I think I've got... Uh, an insulator? I knew I wouldn't have to go far. Yeah, so it's the there same materials that were used to make like these insulators um, that would keep um, electrical cables from frying things. So yeah, they do their job. And I can't turn it over to show you because um, I'd be wearing the contents, but that bottom ring on the bottom is unfinished and that was done on purpose to provide some friction so that it wouldn't slide. That so. means, that makes a lot of sense actually. So there's no glaze on that bottom. Exactly. That bottom. That's very cool. Yeah. And what's in your cup tonight? ginger chamomile tea oh that sounds like you'll be able to sleep well with that actually exactly yeah while winding down <laughs> that's good well i um i do a lot of these at night and i can't just keep drinking cup after cup of coffee 
or I would never sleep. Um, tonight I have my, my WordCamp Montreal from their 10th anniversary. When This is my speaker gift. I was speaking at WordCamp Montreal last year, and I'm drinking cold water right now. Nice. So I've, I've hit the max on the caffeine for the day. Water's a good thing. <laughs> Water's a very good thing. Got to stay hydrated. I talk a lot during the day. So, so tell me, um, how did you get started using WordPress? Why WordPress? Uh, so when I first started blogging, um, under a, a different name, and I think that's probably when, when, uh, you and I first met, um, I wanted an opportunity to just give it a try. And I used wordpress.com at the time and I didn't use a branded URL or anything. It was at the time, the name of the blog was exploring the burned over district. So, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So the URL was exploring the burned over district.wordpress.com. And everyone would say, what's your blog's name? And I'd tell them and like, no one could ever remember, which I don't blame them. Uh, but I never really knew that the blog would turn into what it has turned in today. Um, it was an opportunity for me to try something with kind of no investment. You know, it was free. I signed up. I chose a theme. I sort of threw some stuff in this corner and tried it. And uh, the blog sort of took off more than um, my, myself and my buddy that I did it with thought it was going to. And then we started getting to places where we're like, hey, it would be really cool if we could do this with our theme. And you couldn't because it was a dot com. Uh, so I went to this might answer one of uh, one of your other questions. I went to um, a mutual friend of ours, Dave Haran, who was leading at that time uh, was leading the, uh, the the local Rochester WordPress users group with uh, with Rob Rob Merritt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went to Dave, who was a buddy of mine, and I said, "Hey, man, like, I want to actually have like a hosted blog at this point, and I'd like to port everything over. And would you please?" build it for me and just tell me how much it's going to cost. And he said, no. <laughs> he said, build it yourself, didn't he? <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Um, and honestly, uh, to this day, I love that he did that. Cause at that time I was ready to take a bunch of money and give it to him. And he knew that I was capable of doing it. Um, if I tried and what he said was, you need to start here, you need to start here, then you need to go here, then you need to do this. And if you get stuck at any of those points, let me know and I'll help you. Um, and it was so awesome. So I, um, I, I mean, it was awesome because it was a great process for me to learn, um, but it was learning with someone who I, I like sort of had some backup um, yeah. if I got stuck and I did get stuck plenty. You were working with a net. Exactly, yeah, totally. Uh, so, uh, so then I moved over into wordpress.org and I bought hosting and figured out how that worked. And, uh, so that's how I, I got started in the transition there in the beginning. I love it. I think one of the first blog posts I saw of yours and that we had talked about, I, I want to say there were two or three of them that, that I had pulled up that day when I was looking at your blog and this is, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Uh, one of them was about the shoe tree. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, so one of the... Probably the one in Lindenville. Yes, yeah. that was the one about the shoe, right? Yeah, so for people who don't know where Lindenville is, that's western New York, um, and Lindenville is um, north up towards Lake Ontario, uh, so before, like, you get to Lockport. 
and there's four trees there in the 80s. It depends who you talk to. The story, the, the lore behind that story is um, up in the air. <laughs> Generally, people have, have agreed that sometime in the late 70s or 80s, uh, people started throwing their shoes up in these four trees that are in this middle of uh, this little intersection in a very rural uh, part of town. And, uh, and now there's thousands of shoes up in these trees. Isn't that something? Yeah. I think one of the other ones was the street where you roll backwards or something. Oh, this- yeah. So I never wrote about that, but I've definitely we talked about it then. Yeah. It. yeah. Um, my, uh, my friend Meredith Marsh, um, she at the time was doing a blog. Oh, I'm going to feel really bad in the Finger Lakes. <laughs> yes, I think it was in, in the Finger Lake. I'm going to feel, I hope she doesn't watch. If she does watch this, I hope she skips this segment. Now, <laughs> uh, an incredibly successful um, blog called Bid Pro Mom, where she helps people um, with tutorials on how to create videos like using GoPro. Um, and that was one of her first GoPro videos, actually. That was in Middlesex. Um, which is not too far from Canandaigua. And it's one of those places where you park your car and you put it in neutral and you feel as though you're rolling uphill, even though your car is technically not moving. Yeah, that's really strange. So, yeah. But my favorite post is the one with the upside down traffic light. Tipperary Hill in Syracuse. Yep. Yeah. And I asked so, you why and you know the answer. The, of why it happened? Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, so they put in this. Uh, so, uh, for those who are watching um, outside of New York, one of the biggest geographical icons of New York is the Erie Canal, um, and much of the Erie Canal was built by Irish immigrants. Not all of it, but they they played a, a big role in uh, in a lot of the 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 hours that went into actually digging. Um, and when the Erie Canal was finished and opened in 1825, those folks settled and they all kind of settled in Syracuse. And Tipperary Hill um, uh, was a neighborhood where many of them um, settled together. Uh, and Tipperary Hill is, uh, I think it's the name of a county back in Ireland. So when they put in that stoplight at that intersection, Red, obviously, was at the top, and yellow, and green, and the Irish were not too pleased with the idea that a British representative color was above the green. So they kept knocking it out with rocks, and they'd throw rocks, and they'd, they'd break the light, and they'd fix it, and they'd throw rocks, and they'd break it again. So finally, an alderman in 19, I don't know, 20 or something said, like, what if we switch it and put the green on top? And they did. Uh, and they, sure enough, they stopped breaking it. It's still that way today, correct? What's that? It's still that way today, upside down? It is. So uh, sometime in the last decade, some sort of government bureau somewhere said, hey, you know what? Maybe it's time to switch this back. And people freaked out. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. So, uh, so they said, all right, fine. We won't touch it. Um, <laughs> to my knowledge, um, and all of the other people's knowledge that I've touched base with on the topic. It's the only one in the world that's like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's just a taste of what you've got in your vlog. I mean, how many posts do you have? I, if you don't know exactly, like give a, give a guess. Uh, I don't know, two thirty, two forty. Yeah. There. You could spend quite a long time just reading about all these amazing things that you 
um, have, have discovered in exploring upstate. Yeah. Do you take recommendations if somebody says, oh my gosh, you got to go see this or you got to go explore that? I totally do. Uh, but it depends. I, I mean, I think it depends on a bunch of things. Like one, if it's something that I'm really like personally interested in um, or just plain not interested in. Um, if it's, I, I get a lot of people, um, especially like really tiny, small museums who are saying, please come visit us, please write about us. Uh, I, I would love to be in a position where I could do this as my full-time job and always be everywhere and always help everyone. The reality is it's a ton of work yeah, um, and it can be exhausting and uh, to, I, I, I hate to, I, I hate to put it this way, but um, I know that the people who will be watching this are folks who are, um, are, are understanding of, of, of this perspective about um, digital content creation. But if I'm going to drive two hours and go visit a place, spend time, and then write about it in photos and edit it, and 50 people are going to read it, um, like it, it doesn't help them if I can't generate um, an audience for that. Uh, so I, I sort of balance uh, what I know will do well and what I'm really interested in. And, uh, and I try to do a little bit of everything because you can't just write about the popular stuff right. uh, because um, people want to know about the other stuff. There's a lot of stuff that isn't popular just because people don't know about it. Right. So, yeah, that's a nice little balancing act you got. I love it. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Depends on the day um, and how it works. <laughs> True. Now, I know that you are not a professional web developer. So like I've had some people on here who build plugins and themes and, you know, build hundreds of websites for people. That's not your goal. That's not your um, bailiwick, so to speak. No. Yeah. I love not. the word bailiwick. Yeah. <laughs> but you've also seen hundreds of websites in your day. Right. So we've all we've all seen lots of websites. What's yeah. something you think that people don't focus enough attention on? when they build their website. So, you know, for me, it's the favicon. I know that's silly. It's 16 by 16 pixels. But if you don't have a favicon at the top of your website page, I'm disappointed that you've missed the opportunity for prime marketing. That's really funny you say that because I, I, I wouldn't have chosen that as my answer, but I agree 100%. And actually, we had... Um, I'm, I'll, I'll try, I need to make the story as anonymous as possible, but someone built me a website for something not related to exploring upstate. And uh, it was for a, a group of people and, uh, and there was no favicon up there. And I said, uh, Hey, why isn't the favicon in place? And the person had a look on their face like, why do you care about that? <laughs> I just spent all this time building this website. Like, why do you care about that? Uh, and I think part of it was, you know, I had it open in a tab and I started from the top down right. um, and just start. And that was like the very first thing that I'm like, wait. Uh, but I, I agree completely. If I have 10 tabs open in my browser, I don't want one of them to just be this weird gray blank, nothing. Exactly. Um, so, but anyway. Uh, I think one thing that's super, super important, but I recognize why not everyone thinks it's important is accessibility. Uh -huh. uh, it, one, it's a tremendous amount of work. 
it, it's a tremendous amount of work to not just implement uh, that functionality, but it's also a tremendous amount of work to understand what accessibility really means. Uh, and, and I recognize that it's nearly impossible to make a website 100% accessible for all disabilities in existence. Uh, there's, there's so many individual variables that go into how someone experiences things uh, that it's impossible to, to, to make an effort to appease everyone. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people who think, hey, I can save money by building a website on Squarespace myself and go in and just bang on a bunch of stuff and say it's published and it didn't cost me much money, uh, but there are a lot of people out there who may have a really terrible experience using your website because it wasn't, uh, it, it doesn't feature a lot of the custom functions that a website mm -hmm. should or could. So uh, I think that's important. Uh, and again, I recognize that um, that's not gonna affect a, a wide audience of people uh, so the stuff that I think is probably more common um, is probably SEO. Uh, yeah. But I'm glad that a lot of people don't focus on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, accessibility is important for SEO now. Yeah, it, totally. Yeah, if Google sees that you're not making mm -hmm. an effort to be accessible, they're not going to be pleased yeah. about your site being at the top. And it does take a lot of effort to be accessible, but it takes less effort to design with accessibility in mind than to go back and retrofit your site. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So uh, I think that um, I would have been disappointed had that not been your answer, by the way. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, what's something that you wish you'd known when you started building in WordPress that you know now? Something that might have made your job a little bit easier over the years. Uh, I think... SEO, but the problem with that answer is that it keeps changing. Absolutely. So, yeah, so like I would say that I wish that I knew more about it six years ago, but I think if I knew everything that people were concentrating on six years ago, I'd still need to like relearn it now. Yeah, uh, but so do we all. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think that the concept of how a website is designed and developed to be, um, to be more optimized for a search engine, uh, I don't think is something that I felt was that important mm -hmm. back then. Now you've been to meetups. I don't. Have you ever been to a WordCamp? Never been to a WordCamp. Okay. But you've been to meetups before. Yeah. Totally. What's something? What's something that stands out as something that was a stellar moment for you, like an aha or a way cool type moment at a meetup? Something that you learned that just kind of blew you away, or a person that talked or whatever. Person that talked. I'm, I'm thinking it's probably more along the lines of, of someone who talked. Uh, and at the same time, it was probably who someone who made me think, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> like I thought I did. And after just hearing this guy talk, and it was, I think it was, in fact, it was probably even a speaker that you had brought in to talk about AdWords. Uh, and, and, and that kind of stuff. And I, I feel terrible that I don't know, but yeah, 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 that's right. yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I could see him standing up there and unfortunately his mind works like so on another level yeah. that I sat there thinking, I don't belong here. <laughs> I don't belong in this business. I shouldn't even be allowed to have a website. 
because I was running the meetup and I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's overwhelming. Uh, but what, I mean, you're, the, you asked for like a wow moment. The wow moment was a lot of this is something that anybody can do if you've take the if you've taken the time to really um, sit down and learn it. Uh, if you want to be a great web developer or have the best optimized website, you don't have to go and get a four-year degree. Um, you can sit down and really dig into materials that are available to everyone and uh, a support network that's available. Absolutely. And our meetups are just like that. I, I think it's amazing how much people will just like help you. They're not charging you. They're not, you know, asking for any kind of like, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, any of that kind of stuff. It's just like, oh, you need, you have a problem here. Let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much a community feel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Ready for my rapid fire questions? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to answer rapidly. You can take the time you need. Good. Your questions can be rapid and my answers can be slow. Exactly. All right, cool. Okay. So what are two or three must have plugins? So if you were going to tell somebody else, you know, how to build a website, what are a couple plugins that you find essential? I might be changing my mind on this answer. Okay. I've always felt that Yoast was, I mean, I keep, I keep bringing up SEO. And I think part of that is because that's one of the things that I'm focused on this year. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's at the forefront of my mind. Uh, but Yoast uh, has always been one that uh, I've found to be helpful. But the more that I try to dig in and learn more and more uh, about the topic, the more I'm finding that maybe Yoast isn't the best one out there. But I think for beginners who don't know anything about SEO or optimizing their site for um, search engine rank, uh, I think it would probably be a great way to start. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know there's a couple other free ones out there that people are starting to recommend, like um, uh, all in one SEO. All in one SEO. There's one other one that now I can't think of. SEO rank is that one? Could be. Uh, but anyway, uh, another one that. Again, like I, I never, I, I, I knew that the speed of a website was important and your load times were important, but I don't, I never really understood the technical aspects of everything that went into it. And I knew that it was important to, you know, not upload a, a photo that's 4,000 pixels because no website's ever going to be able to display 4,000 pixels anyway, so it doesn't matter. And it's just more information that your website needs to load. Uh, so I knew stuff like that, but, uh, uh, WP Super Cache uh, is one that I've implemented on a couple sites that I've built uh, that's allowed me to try to help increase my, uh, my speed load times. That one's been helpful. Great. That's awesome. Any yeah. others? Not off, the top of, not off the top of my head. Okay, that's fine. Um, have you had a mentor? I know you mentioned somebody earlier, and I'm guessing that's the answer to this question. But have you had a mentor with WordPress and you know, how did that work and who was it? Yeah, I think I would probably put Dave Haran in that role, um, whether he likes that answer or not. Uh, and we, and we, we really, um, he's probably not in th that role anymore. We keep in touch. I actually just saw him this week. Uh, so we still keep in touch, but I, I, we're not in the same mentor mentee role that, uh, that we once were. I mean, w back when I was first getting started, he was, um, leading, uh, those, uh, the WordPress user groups. Uh, so I was seeing him like once a month and I was emailing him. We were talking, we were getting coffee and lunch. 
Uh, and he was really, really helpful in getting me started. But I think after that, uh, I've sort of maybe been grasping at straws uh, wherever I can. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What's, who is someone, and you have to think of somebody different than Dave this time, but who's somebody in the WordPress community that you admire and why? We, we know you admire Dave. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, this is going to sound like I'm kissing up, but I, I really, I admire you. Um, because I, yeah, because I remember like when Dave started saying like, I'm really struggling with the idea of doing this users group all the time and you like jumped in and Emily, um, Carpenter, Emily, yeah, Emily Carpenter was a, a big part of, um, sort of the next phase of, of that user group. And, uh, then from there watching you sort of from the sidelines, you know, starting to do stuff with, with WordCamp and starting to do presentations and teach classes and take on people that you were teaching and then like going to WordCamps in other States and then in Canada. And I'm like, Oh my God, like one, I don't know how you find the energy to do all that, but you like, sort of, like I said, like you don't necessarily, and, and, I don't know if you did go to college for development, but regardless, you basically said, I'm jumping in and I'm going to do this. And you have, oh, uh, it's been impressive. So I went to college for religion and philosophy. Oh, <laughs> that is interesting. You should start like a WordPress religion. <laughs> I think we have the flying spaghetti monster already. That kind of fills that. <laughs> I, do. I, do. I have an MBA too, but, but I, I went to my undergrads in religion and philosophy. So, cool. and I know you've got some, you're one of your former blogs. I don't know if you're still blogging. There was about the religious part of New York state or something. Yeah. Too, so. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, uh, yeah, I mentioned early, earlier when we first started talking, exploring the burned over district was the name of that blog. And that was specific to religious stuff. Uh, all that, uh, some of that content is now on exploring upstate. It's just in the, you know, in the Wayback archives. There you uh, go. So now it's just turned into anything upstate. You know, yeah. So we could have, we could meet for coffee someday and talk about our religious experiences. There you go. Um, what's something in WordPress that you'd like to learn, but you haven't tackled yet? I've never really messed much with CSS stuff. Uh, it's always worried me that I'm going to break something and I'm not going to be able to fix it. Uh, I've done it. There have been times when I've really, really wanted to do something in a theme and the theme uh, developer is like, yeah, there's only one way to do it. And here's the code. And I've, I've done it, uh, but I don't love it. Uh, so I think probably what I would really want to do is get more comfortable doing that kind of stuff, hard, you know, hard coding stuff into my theme. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I really, I get really nervous if there's too many plugins installed on a site. And I've mentioned, um, you know, exploring upstate, but I, I do manage a couple other WordPress sites. So I've got a, a few, I mentioned the National Braille Association. That's a WordPress site that I, I do all the management stuff on that um, and support whenever we might need it. Um, so, uh, so being able to implement some of that stuff on other sites uh, would definitely be nice. Cool. Yeah, CSS is fun. It's like a little puzzle, trying to figure out exactly how to change that color or whatever. I know uh, you. I have different idea of what fun yeah, is. Yeah, I don't I get that at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of the? I'm looking over at my questions because we're having such a good conversation. I can't remember what comes next. Um, what's one of the biggest WordPress mistakes you've made, and what did you learn from it? I don't understand what's wrong with me. 
but for some reason, I still, in the year 2019, have not learned the lesson of how important it is to back up. Oh man. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Like 15 years ago, I had like an external hard drive crash with music on it, and I had to like rebuild that collection. Like I've, I've, you'd think that I would learn the lesson, uh, but for some reason, I just have this faith that everything will always work, and I don't need to do backups, and that's wrong. I was hacked last month. Oh man! And the site was completely like you couldn't get to the URL. You couldn't get to the site. Oh my. Uh, um, so, uh, a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Sean McKay here in Rochester who owns site hub, uh, he's done great work helping me out with stuff on my site that I haven't been able to do and, and, uh, bless him. He, within minutes of me contacting him, started working. It took a few days, uh, but we got it back, but I did lose, uh, just a very little bit, uh, because I hadn't backed up uh, correctly. So, you know, you can automate that, just saying. Yeah, the pro it's not even, well, like, so my, my host does uh, automatic backups on stuff, but, you know, the host will do, you know this better than I do, they'll do it, like, once a week or something. Uh, so if you've done anything in between that, it's potentially lost. Uh, so, yeah, and it's not even, like, learning technically how to do it. It's learning why it's important and stop having faith that everything is going to work. There you go. I would agree that that's a lesson to learn. Absolutely. What's your proudest WordPress moment? Proudest WordPress moment. Uh, it's gotta have been something that I didn't think that I could do on the site, but somehow built it in. Um, but I can't think of what that is off the top of my head. Setting up WooCommerce was not easy. I was just gonna say, I noticed earlier today that you're, you've got a, a e-commerce store on your site. So yeah, um, that's never easy, especially with shipping charges. The shipping was such a pain. And to be honest, so I had shipping set up uh, for maybe a couple of years and it's sort of worked every once in a while. And I, I still don't know why something would happen where uh, someone would get charged way too much for shipping. Uh, and finally, what I decided to do was the easy way out. And I just removed all shipping and made it free. Uh, <laughs> so you ship anywhere in the United States. So that's a good way to, that's an easy way to fix it. I solved that problem. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat is what I always heard. That's right. Uh, I might awesome. be the cat getting skinned in that scenario, but, uh, but. Uh, Raise all your works. prices, they'll cover it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it works way easier. Uh, but but yeah, every once in a while, you know, there'll be something where, I, where I'll think, like, it would be so awesome if I could do this. Like, I always wanted to have a, uh, a page on my site where you could go that day and see, uh, like, a this day in history, things that had happened in New York State that day. And it took me a really long time to figure out a way to implement it correctly. Uh, but I did through the use of a, a plugin. Um, but optimizing that plugin and displaying it and making it happen the way that I wanted it to, that was, it was fun. And like you said, CSS was a puzzle. Like that's kind of how this was. It was like a puzzle. And when it finally displayed correctly, I thought like, this is really cool. Like the angel saying, yeah. yeah, I did yeah. something. That's, that is cool. I love when it like works exactly like you expect it to. And you're just like, 
Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now the next thing. That's right. If you weren't working in the fields that you work in now, what would be another career you might like to attempt? Uh, I think something, I mean, I, I do a little bit of it now, but I think that I would probably pursue more fully a uh, career in communications or journalism. Uh, using WordPress and having the website really as a means to allow me an outlet to tell the stories that I think are important and that I enjoy telling. Uh, sometimes I wish that I could only tell the stories and not have to worry about the website management and the building and the AdWords and the social media and all the other stuff. Like I just, I just want to, I just want to write, man. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think I'd probably pursue that more fully. What's something on your bucket list? Bucket list. Uh, I should have been more prepared for these questions. <laughs> There's uh, the, the, uh, the Mohawk mountain house is down in the Catskills. It's just a few minutes north of New Paltz. I've always wanted to spend the night there. Okay. Like, and, and I realized that me saying like that I want to go spend the night in a hotel in the Catskills doesn't sound like a bucket list item, but look up, look up a photo of the Mohawk Mountain House in, uh, I think it's technically in New Paltz. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it's like seven, 800 bucks a night. Oh my. But if you just look at a photo, it's like a Swiss Alps looking okay. uh, scenario. It's gorgeous. That's cool. I'll have to look it up after, after this, after we get offline, I'll take a peek. Someday I'll pony up a couple months of uh, a mortgage payment and, uh, and spend a night there. There you go. Make it really big with your blog and they'll send you a comp tickets. That'd be awesome. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they, they might be up for that. I know nobody, nobody likes to work for exposure. I get that. <laughs> um, show us or tell us about one of your hidden talents. Hidden talents. Uh, I, I play guitar, but I don't have one anywhere around. Well, you, don't ha you can tell us about what you do with it. You don't have to show us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I play guitar. I started, I did cello in elementary school. And then in junior high, I switched over and started guitar. But I've never played like in a band or anything. I've always just done it um, because it allows me to sort of decompress and release some stress once in a while. Uh, so yeah, every once in a while, I put up stuff on Instagram occasionally and people are, are like, man, why don't you play like in a band? But it's just one more thing that. Because like, <laughs> I don't want another schedule. Thank you very yeah, much. I've already got stuff to do. <laughs> That's cool. Now, another question I didn't have on the list is, what are you shooting with? Cause like I use Canon. There's always this Canon versus Nikon. What do you shoot with? Neither. What do you got? Uh, Don't tell I, me. Sony mirrorless. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you enjoy it? I do. Yeah. I've got a Sony a 6,000. Uh, I always use my iPhone. Oh, okay. It is. Up until pretty recently, it might've been like last spring even. Uh, and I thought, you know what, maybe now is the next time, like maybe now is the time when I learn how to do the next step. Like um, every like few months, I think like, what's the next thing that will help move the exploring upstate world to the next level. 
Uh, and I thought maybe better photos is the next thing. So I bought a camera and it's overwhelming to really learn how to take good yeah. photos. It is. Uh, so I've done some YouTube tutorials. I did a, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Udemy course. No, that's how I heard it pronounced. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did a, uh, a course there on, on how to take photos, but it was funny. Like I had the camera for six months and I was watching this YouTube video and he's like, to get into the, the flash, you use this button. And I'm, and I'm like, Oh my God, it has a flash. Like I had it for like six months and I'd, I'd never even like seen that button. So oh, that's funny. a lot to learn. Yeah, that's awesome. I've heard good things about that camera. I, I don't own one yet. I'm still shooting with my Canon, but um, yeah, it was good. But I noticed that like the picture of you on the about me on your homepage was like somebody took a picture of you with your camera. And I was like, got to ask him what he's shooting with. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of which photo that, wait, is that the uh, one? Uh, where you yeah. The yeah, oh. where I could never sit there because I'd be afraid I was going to stumble right off the edge, but yeah such a cool spot that's down in Olean that's Rock City Park for anyone who's watching it's such a beautiful spot uh yeah and that photo was taken with uh an iPhone he just <laughs> happened to, he happened to be over there and like could see me and put that's the iPhone up and it worked out good so it's a great shot for sure so tell people obviously exploring upstate.com yep tell people what your Instagram Twitter whatever um how they can find you on social yeah, the Instagram, Twitter, and uh, the Twitter and the Instagram accounts for the blog are the same. It's just EXPLR Upstate. Awesome. Um, it was, exploring Upstate was too many. Too long. So I had yeah, to Twitter always like makes yeah, you figure exactly. out a way to drop all your vowels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to talk about before we've just got a couple minutes left? No, I think you hit on all the points. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. I'm, I'm very honored to be uh, to be one of the guests in, in this new project that you've got going. So oh, thank I, I you. Out and chatting with me, especially knowing that I'm not technically a developer, but uh, but, that, but that's not what Coffee Talk's about. Coffee Talk is about talking to people who use WordPress. And if every talk was a developer talk, that would get really boring really fast. No offense to my developer friends, <laughs> but I'm trying to have a bigger spectrum of WordPress users. So this has been fascinating and I've known you for years and I learned some more things about you today and that's fantastic. So we will definitely have your social links um, in your blog post, that, in your video post that I'll put up there. This will be available on YouTube and on Spotify. So, um, you know, and I'll let you know for sure when, I don't, I don't have the schedule in front of me, when you're gonna be posted and published. Cool. Um, but thank you so much for being here tonight. I really appreciate talking to you. Absolutely, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.